There we go. Boom. Now we're live, ladies and gents. Give me the green light. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Sales, ladies and gents, you want to close deals faster than today's shows for you. So let's get this one on the road. Let's close this deal a lot faster than it started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. There we go. There we go. Oh, man, I feel like I'm having some internet issues. So hopefully I am okay in the meantime. So, all right, let's do this thing. Ladies and gents, who do we got on the show today? Learning to sell can be difficult, but today's guest is going to share with us how he is helping to improve sales conversions with behavioral sales. Now, what is behavioral sales? Well, behavioral sales helps you rapidly improve your influence, your authority, and persuasion by using advanced behavioral insight technology to help you overcome subconscious objections faster and easier than ever before. Now, that sounds impressive to me, and I can't wait to learn more from our guests. So let's welcome to the show... Benjamin Bressington. All right, Ben, let's do this thing. Welcome to the program, my friend. Hey, man, excited to be here. All right, dude, let's do this. Um, I didn't even tell you before the show started. I forgot this part of my show rundown. But the way our show works is I literally have the, the show laid out so that we create great uh, content for you later on. At the end of the show, I'm going to give you this episode. Uh, it's free for you to use however you like. And that goes for any of you who want to be guests on the show. The very first question I always start off with, which is probably the most important one, because every entrepreneur goes through ups and downs in their business. And this is the thing that keeps them going. And I want to know what yours is. Why are you doing this? Because I want to know. Why are you doing this? Man, because it was simple. I sucked at sales. Like if there was, could be anyone worse at sales, it, it was impossible. Because like I was, I was an introvert. I was ridiculously shy. Approaching people was like impossible. Like I would rather go to the dentist and get a root canal then have a conversation with somebody I didn't know, make a cold call. Like I spent 10 years avoiding cold calls and effectively avoiding sales and sales conversations all because I didn't understand the psychology of selling and I didn't understand uh, how what I was doing or what I was getting taught by all, you know, all those fancy gurus, all those internet gurus out there who are meant to be these leading sales trainers who really haven't sold anything in 5, 10, 20 years. Uh, was creating sales resistance and making selling harder than it really needed to be. Does that make sense? Oh, totally, dude. I, I had Ari on the Ari Galper on the show the other day, and he was talking about trust-based selling. And the way he laid it out was contradictory to almost everything I've been taught, or all the books I've read, or every guru that has taught me things. Um, because we forget that we're human beings, right? 100%. We forget that we are communicating with another person and. I don't like to be sold. I love to buy, but I don't oh, like yeah. to be sold. And that was the same resistance I was seeing with everybody else. So if you can explain it to me as if I was a third grader, um, what is it that you do exactly? What do you do? 
Yeah, so there's uh, two main things we do. We help people improve their sales conversions and shorten their sales cycle and help them remove that subconscious resistance they're creating in the conversations. Because there's actually a lot of things you do unconsciously or based on the scripting, the words you're saying, which is actually creating resistance in the people you're communicating with and as a result, repelling them. So mm. all those um, closing techniques we've all heard from the gurus out there can actually be creating more resistance. Certain phrases you use actually can make people step back from you, which then makes you, the salesperson, start to chase them. So I call them, uh, a lot of these people become product pushers rather than problem solvers. And if you can change the way you communicate to actually attract influence using data or behavioral science, your sales conversions can 2x, 5x like in, in days. Well, let me ask you about the behavioral science part, because I know for a fact, if, if myself, when I heard things like, especially terminology like behavioral science, I was like, okay, come on now. Like, this has got to be, you know, far-fetched. Like, I got to go and study this whole thing. Uh, I didn't do good in my chemistry class in high school. Behavioral science, come on. And then I, I met uh, very early on in my podcasting, um, it was uh, Melina Palmer from the Brainy Business Podcast. And she was very much in behavioral economics. That's, that's what her podcast is all about. And understanding the, the emotions on why people buy. And that mm -hmm. opened my eyes to a lot of different perspectives. So when you talk about you know, being that pushy salesman and not getting in your own way, what kind of sciences, what kind of behavioral sciences are we talking about here to kind of remove the roadblocks that we ourselves are putting in the way? Yeah, so there's two main ones that we uh, analyze. So there's the body language. So there's actually things that happen from a body language perspective that actually uh, can help you close deals faster with influence and trust. But then there's the other one, which is the linguistic modeling. So we can take your transcripts or even your emails that you're sending back and forth with clients. We can analyze them. We can actually determine their personality style and your personality style and show you, hey, you're about to talk to Herman. Here's his personality style. So here's how you need to communicate to connect with him, not connect with yourself. Because that's one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make is when they're communicating, they pitch the way that they like to buy, right? And the thing is, is that's only one in four people. So we understand the linguistics. There's a whole lot of things we can do with salespeople. Like, for example, I've got, here's, a, here's a trick question for you, right? Are you ready? Go for it. All right. So. If you're going to close somebody and you don't have influence over that person, what do you think happens? Um, well, I don't think it's ever going to close. I, I thought I needed more of a trust than influence for that person to buy. Well, trust and influence are highly connected, but we can actually linguistically, so based on the words a person's using and the words you're using, show if you have influence over somebody based on how they're responding to you, right? So the thing is, is we can actually show scientifically if or if not you have uh, influence. If you don't have influence, you certainly don't have much trust or authority, right? Because you could recommend something, right? It's like a doctor recommending, hey, here's your treatment plan. You're like, uh, I think I got to go get a second opinion, right? Mm -hmm. But you know what people, uh, sales people do when they don't have trust? I have no idea. What do we do? We regurgitate features. They, yeah, well, pretty much they go into the feature, blah, 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 look at us, we've got this fancy office, but they usually they collapse on price and they start mm. negotiating with themselves. Have you ever been in a deal, right, where you might have just gone, hmm, 
right? And the salesperson's like, you know what? We could probably take another 25% off that one. And like, you're not saying anything. They start negotiating with themselves. That shows you a salesperson who's just a, a product pusher and usually collapses on price, which is bad for any salesperson if they live on commission, right? Oh, 100%. And, and it's because we feel like that is the defining factor, right? But I've also learned that if you're if you're able to cut your prices like that, if all you're focused on as a salesperson is price, then really what's happening is you're racing to the bottom. It's who can get the cheapest price possible. And that's not really how a business can function or survive. You have to be able to charge what you're worth, but that also requires you to be in a position where you know what your worth is. So 100%. when people want to work with you, like who is this person that you're looking for? Are they the ones that need to be on the come up? Like help me describe what your ideal client looks like. I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. So what we're doing is we're usually working with people who have a sales team or a fast growing sales team, right? And they're wanting to be able to more effectively understand what's going on in their sales conversations. Where did we go wrong? Um, what happened with that close? Or you, there's nothing worse than you, you're running a sales team, right? You ask your salesperson, hey, how'd that call go? They're like, oh, it went fantastic. But when you listen to the transcript, you're like, man, you didn't stop talking for the last 30 minutes and that client didn't even get qualified and you weren't even on the script. You were talking about the golf and the football and like, how was that call fantastic, right? The thing is, is we've actually got a process where you can actually walk you through and help you qualify people faster and improve your influence and persuasion by having people persuade themselves mm. to work with you. So we help those solo salespeople who are trying to get better. Like, if people are frustrated with their sales conversions, we can certainly help them. We can empower them with tools to be smarter because we've got an artificial intelligence platform to be able to connect with people faster. But we give the salespeople a feedback loop. So if they're looking to use data-driven sales, we can help them because then we go, hey, here's the conversation you had. Here's where you went wrong. Like, here's, here's a little interesting one, all right? One of the emotions we studied is disgust. It's a very interesting emotion. And the thing is, is if I trigger disgust with you, it means I've repulsed you to the point where you're going to run in the opposite direction. Yeah. All right. So it's all that can be a churn um, indicator. So the thing is, is one of the things we can actually analyze with your communication is like, which one of your clients are on kind of on that verge of disgust and you're about to lose them that you're not even aware of. Because oh. You get blindsided by then when they go, oh, we're going to cancel. You're like, why are you canceling? And you don't realize it's somebody on your team, customer support, or they had something that was frustrating them that wasn't resolved. And it's this emotional stuff because most salespeople fail to engage emotion in their sales. And as a result, they become a victim of it when the deals don't close. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense, man. Like, uh, it, it, this is where I think buyer's remorse comes in, right? Where even oh, if you're able to be a product pusher, even if you're able to make the sale, if you didn't connect on a level, if you didn't answer the questions, if you didn't go through the objections, then chances are that prospect on the other side is questioning whether or not they made a good choice. And this is where those cancellations come in. They just didn't have the ability to tell you no at that moment. They would rather tell you yes and then cancel later when they don't have to talk to you about it. 
than to say no right up front. That's where that buyer remorse comes in. This is some of those, uh, some of the data that you're tracking, right? Things like this. Yeah, 100%. We track all the emotion. We track the buyer's remorse. We track what's going on even on the customer delivery side. And one of the big things we actually analyze is who spoke the most on the call? Who asked? So, for, for example, one of the things we track is who asked the most questions? Did you ask the questions or did your lead ask more questions than you did? And if you're a salesperson, that means you've lost control of the call. Because you should always be asking more questions than your lead. and But not only that, it's the type of questions. We find that tonality in itself. Get this, tonality, how you pause, where you pause, can be up to 80% of the sale. And most people aren't aware of that. It's, that. it's the difference in that. One of the biggest mistakes salespeople make, these product-pushing type salespeople, rather than the problem solvers, is they ask a question and they bloody well answer it themselves. Mm. And you know what that does subconsciously and from a behavioral science perspective? Repulses me, makes me feel like I'm not heard or you don't even care about my own opinion. So therefore, why the hell would I want to buy from you? Well, that's, that leads back to the trust issue, right? I mean, really what it comes down to is they don't trust you. You never gave them the opportunity to express their problem. They want you to solve it, but you don't even know what the problem is. How can you solve the problem if you never ask the proper questions? You know, it's funny that you say that because uh, in, in this whole podcasting space, one of the qualities and, and skills that I think I've learned is asking a question. You know, yeah. there's one thing, you know, I have a podcast fine and people think I talk a lot, but really, really, it's not me doing a lot of the talking. It's me asking the questions and listening to that other person. Now, let me ask you this, because um, at the end of the day, sometimes a solopreneur or the small business doesn't realize they really have a problem because they have some sales coming in. They don't really know that they have a conversion problem because they are getting conversions. So when a business owner is looking at their business, what problems do they need to have in order to uh, essentially reach out to you to get those problems solved? Hey, we've got a problem here. That, that's exactly right. Some of the things you need to be thinking about is like, well, am I happy with? And if you don't have a problem, how on earth would we even solve it in the first place? And our job is to help you identify the real problem. Because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, we're happy with our conversions. We're converting at 7% or 10%. I'm like, yeah, but you could be converting at 30 40 or 50%. How much longer do you want to be wasting 90 70% of your ad budget? Because you know what? You're just not converting enough. And the thing is, is lead costs today are getting more expensive than they've ever been before. Like your lead costs are going up. And what a lot of salespeople have started to do, right? They're like, Oh, our conversions are good because we no longer count the people we didn't pitch. So hold, so hold on. You've started fudging your yeah. metrics, yeah. right? So the thing is, is, oh, if I didn't pitch them, then it's not counted as a sale. Then what the hell were you on the phone for with them? And the thing is, is like a lot of people are rushing into this one call close. You could actually improve your sales conversions by offering a two call close. You mm -hmm. could actually double your price point. By offering a two call close, but also return uh, reduce your churn. Hmm. And 
And a lot of people in the sales game use bad metrics because they try to make their sales pitching wonderful. But what they miss is what's the full impact of that? What's your customer churn rate over 60 days, 30 days? Right? How many refunds are you issuing? How many cancellations are you having? How many people are renewing? How many people are upgrading and upselling? There's massive opportunities. And most salespeople, like, they kind of get comfortable in their rate and they go, oh, I've been doing it this way for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but is, are you happy with that rate? Like, are you really happy and comfortable with it when you know that we could double, triple, or 5x your sales conversions in the next 90 days? That would make a huge huge difference. By the way, Ben, I heard uh, Billy Jean is marketing said before I heard it on his podcast and I loved it. When you have people who have been in business for like five years, the question you can ask them is, have you been in business for five years or have you just been repeating the same year of business over and over again? And that's why I think what you're talking about here where you're like, dude, you want more conversions. If you're closing 30% of the calls that you come in, and you're leaving that much on the table, but a company like yours can come in, retrain, look at your structure, see where the leaks are happening in your sales process, plug the leak and improve, even go from you know 20 to 30% or 30 to 40%. That's a huge jump in your bottom line because the acquisition cost is just not there anymore. You've already acquired that call. You're just increasing the number of people that are coming in. I mean, that's the kind of metrics that you're looking at when you're talking about 5Xing, right? Yeah, 100%. But remember, like, let's get honest about this. Like, let, let's get, I'm going to, this is a heart to heart to all the people listening right now, right? The average salesperson spends how much per year on sales development as a sales professional? Hardly anything. Maybe they read an ebook here and there. They spend less than $50 a year, according to research. Ooh. So if you're a sales professional, Right, And let's face it, most of us get taught sales in a very crappy way. Traditionally, high-pressure sales, like that, uh, the boiler room type sales or old car sales techniques, which we can literally show nowadays through behavioral science that it's actually creating resistance in the sales process. Sales is just a conversation with a person that you can connect with. And you need to understand the four personality types. There's four personality types. And if you can understand that, I can promise you your sales conversions will increase. Well, tell me about the four personality types. I mean, quick and simple. I, obviously, we can't get into deep detail, but what are they? So it's real simple. Four different birds. We've got Liberty the Eagle, right? Task-orientated results ROI. That's all they care about. Tell me what to do and tell me how to get there, right? You've got the pigeon, right? Pigeon or dove, depending on what animal you want to deal with right there. But they're a flock animal. And like pigeons in Central Park, they're a flighty little bird, right? A little bit of things will scare them. Very social. They're a pack animal, right? The other one is we've got the peacock. We call the peacock Vegas. Because just like going to Vegas, they are glitz. They are glamour. They want the bling. They want the fancy clothes. And you know what? They've always got a story to tell you, right? And they'll cut you off in your story to tell you their story about something totally else, right? They just want status and the, the power. Then you've got the what I call the thinker, right, which is the owl. And this is the person that we consider the know-it-all. This person would rather be right than rich all day long. 
right? And the thing is, is they want the white paper. They want to see the read research. They want to read every website testimonial forum. They will, they will literally, when they say, oh, I want to think about it, they seriously need to think about it. And one of the questions you need to ask them is, so walk me through, what's your typical decision-making process when you do something like this? Mm. Another question, if people want to write this down, is how long have you been looking to solve this problem? Yes. And then you'd ask them, so what have you already been doing to solve this problem? Because what you really need to get to is the real problem. And a lot of people design uh, deal with a logical-based problem. And I'm not making a decision off logic. I'm making it off emotion. Mm -hmm. And you need to know how to ask emotionally driven questions. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's face it. It is an emotional purchase almost all the time. I, I, it, it, whether it's impulse or it's fantasy or it's comfort, it's an emotional-based purchase. We rationalize the purchase logically, but we 100%. buy it emotionally. Is that, that, that sound about right? That's 100% right. So the thing is, is why do most sales trainers make us do consultative selling, which is logic-driven? Because we justify our purchases logically, I'm assuming? Yeah, but it's not how we actually make the decision. It's emotionally. So the thing is, is when we can use behavioral science to engage the emotion, I start to persuade myself. Because the secret to persuasion is having the person you're communicating with in their own words persuade themselves. You can never persuade somebody. If you ask the right question, they will emotionally convince themselves, I need to do this. And if I don't do this, I'm intrinsically motivated. And a lot of the things we're seeing nowadays is, is if I'm not intrinsically motivated, like driven internally, if I'm driven externally by something external, like a price reduction or price pressure or a deal or something, my churn rate is much higher. Hmm. If I'm internally driven, I'll convert, I'll be a happier client, I'll do the stuff. But the thing is, is if you know the personality stuff, you then know how to onboard them and make them achieve success. One of my favorite uh, sales trainer was Zig Ziglar, and he always talked about how sales is a transference of energy. And I kind of feel like you're saying a lot of the same thing. It's, it's when you really feel like this is your product, this is your thing, you're really transferring that energy, that emotion over to your buyer side and having them kind of move in the same direction. Uh, is, is that kind of what you're describing there? That was the old theory. But what you know what science is telling us now? What do you think science is telling us? I have no idea. And now I'm going, now now you're you're getting me confused. Okay, it's not emotion, it is emotion. It is emotion. But the thing is is we used to get told that if you're excited, they'll buy your excitement. Hmm. But what what the data is showing us is your excitement can actually be creating repulsing them, making them stand back, hmm. right? Cuz if I'm so excited and I'm coming at you, right? What do you do? Hesitant. You kind of like, you got to yeah. distance yourself a little bit. You got to emotionally step back. You, you start asking more questions. So the mm -hmm. thing is, is you actually want to be a level field, level playing field with your emotion. You actually want to be a little bit reserved and skeptical. And the thing is, is you're like, well, they're like, why should I work with you? Well, I'm not 100% sure you should at this point. Let me ask mm -hmm. you a few questions to see if it's even the right Thing for you did you right. see the tonality did you yes. see the pausing did you yeah. see like that intention that means i'm in control yeah, it's not about being sudden... on red bull 
Yeah, now all of a sudden I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to work with me? I mean, what do you mean I'm not a good fit? I'm literally asking if I want to work with you and you're telling me I'm not good enough or I'm not capable or I'm not ready yet? Well, this is the reason why. Now when you're asking the questions, I'm justifying why I should be working with you. And if you're justifying why you should be working with me, you're persuading you, yeah. not me persuading you. So like all I've then got to ask is, so why would now be the right time to, to do something like hmm. this? Ben, I love that, man. I love that because now I'm seeing, now I understand a little bit. I get it. I get it. Shifting, it's just a little bit of a perspective shift, a little bit of a shift in your tonality uh, and how you feel about it, a little bit on the emotion side, get them to, to persuade themselves. I like that. If somebody wants to work with you, Ben, what does that process look like for you? a lot of people coming your way exactly there's millions so the thing is is we make it really easy we created some software solutions that people can use online themselves they can take advantage of that we've got books and resources they can consume we can provide consulting and one-on-one -on -one coaching and training with them to help them grow their sales team and at the end of the day we just help them understand where are you at right now and where do you really want to go like what's the real goal with your sales conversions and let's create a plan to help you get there and optimize your team because most of the time it could be, it's small tweaks. As Michael Jordan says, the man himself, he says, you can make a thousand um, uh, shots from the line every single day. But the thing is, is if you're making, if you've got the wrong form, it really doesn't matter. As you said earlier, Billy Jean said, have you just been repeating the same mistake for the last five years in business? And most business owners have just been repeating those sales mistakes. They've been repeating those mistakes, particularly if you're not investing in data-driven sales performance so it's real easy people reach out to us if they mention this podcast we'll give them actually our free book and online training course on overcoming some sales objections understanding personality styles things like that and they can instantly start getting them results the same day and where do we find that at behaviorsales.com real easy all right and i forgot man i'm supposed to be adding these these clips so we can create uh, easy content so one more time i'm giving away free money Promos, my friend. What promos and giveaways? Well, if you want access to the People Ignorant book and our bonus personality training, as well as some of the top questions to ask, specifically if you want to overcome objections, behaviorsales.com. Mention this podcast. Uh, so mention Business Bros when you email help at behaviorsales.com. And our team will give you access to that. A, if you want to go on Amazon and just buy it directly, it's 25 bucks. So we will spend your money quite happily. But if you want an access for free, Help at behaviorsales.com. Mention the pod podcast Business Bros, and we'll hook you up with a whole lot of free training as well. Sweet, my brother. Hey, all right. So uh, let me get this straight. What you're offering here, actually, you know what? I'm supposed to do this. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. There we go. All right. So let me get this straight, Ben. If you are struggling with your sales, you've been at it for some time and you just can't get the deals closed that you're looking for. You're probably not paying attention to the data. You're probably asking some of the wrong questions. You're probably blocking yourself from closing the sale. So how do you change that? It's all about data-driven sales. It's all about the emotional-based stuff. Go to behaviorsales.com, behaviorsales.com. 
set up an opportunity. They got books. They got training. They got all kinds of free stuff. Make sure you mention the podcast, Business Bros. BehaviorSales.com is where you need to go. Start turning those sales calls into conversions with a few simple changes. BehaviorSales.com. All right, uh, Ben, this has been one of those amazing episodes where like, I had an idea of what I thought it was going to be. And then you kind of gave me a shift in perspective and really moved things along. Um, you're in the marketing space. I'm in the marketing space. You've been doing sales for a while. I, what was your favorite part of being on our podcast? Man, the energy and excitement and just the, the format, the layout was pretty fantastic. And, and can you give me a little bit of feedback as far as, you know, I was going through your website and I'm, I'm like impressed of all the stuff you got. When you booked on our show and you got all our communications, everything to be on the show, uh, any feedback or advice on, on the marketing that we do? No, it's all, uh, you guys are very straightforward. Uh, you guys lay it all out there. Um, there's no hidden agenda or objective. It's not like some of these other ones you get on where they're like, oh, and by the way, we, to make this work, we, we, they're, you're hitting your up for money, all that type of stuff. You guys are straight out there. It's very clear. Uh, and if you can't follow the uh, the yellow brick road to success, well, they're obviously going to be uh, up for an uphill journey, right? <laughs> you're absolutely right. Ben, before we head out, man, is there anything that I failed to ask you, something you wanted to get off your chest or share with the audience that maybe I didn't get around to? No, we got everything covered. Heck yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. Ladies and gents, dude, hey, this is the name of the game. If you're in business and you're not hitting the bottom line, your net isn't where it's about to be, where you want it to be, it's because your sales game is off. And it doesn't mean that you doing something absolutely wrong that can't be fixed. Everything can be fixed. If you just pay attention to the data that's already being out there, get your calls recorded. You know, sit down and look at the transcripts. And if you don't know how to do all that, one more time, go to behaviorsales.com. Why try to do it all yourself when there's professionals out there who are already doing it? Reach out to somebody who's already in this space who can sit down and look at your process and give you those tips from a scientific point of view to take you to the next level. Ben, thank you very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gents, one more time, behaviorsales.com, behaviorsales.com. We'll see you guys again manana. Peace, and we're out. Thanks for watching the Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start getting more.